welcome to Reality Tea Times 2, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Janika, and today we are going to be discussing The Bachelor, the second episode of The Bachelor. But before we get into that, I do have some Bachelor-related hot goss for you, so... So Medina um took to Twitter to, to TikTok um on uh, Wednesday, February 14th, to explain her quote unquote silence with respect to the drama surrounding her, Cindy, and Maria. Seems to be only kind of surrounding Cindy and Maria, but anyways, she says, um, I know there were a lot of funny memes talking about how how all the drama is about Medina, but there's not a ton of Medina actually talking. She says that she loves to abide by, and that is sometimes the best response, is no response. So I'm with her on that. Some of these people could have, you know, abided by the same notion. But anyway, here we are. Medina shared that. Because she's not a huge arguer, she believes you can't really change someone's viewpoint, that's true too, and can only really monitor your response to it. Again, she's great. This, this, this is, it kind of goes to show you the difference between some people. And again, I can't even use age because Cindy's only 20, is only a year younger than Maria, 28. So like, yeah. Although she admitted she felt pretty stressed during Joey's season, uh, she's still proud of how she kept herself composed. So, I I agree. I think she definitely dealt with things really great. She she did it. She did the damn thing. So, um, yeah. Let's move on to the next thing. This I have thoughts about. So Nick Vial, because of course, has a couple of critiques for Joey. Nick called Joey a quote-unquote people pleaser and wants him to start weeding out his contestants. He says, no one's been sent home outside of a row ceremony. There's been no traumatic exit. Um, and this is what he said on the February 15th episode of The Vile Files. Um, he said, well, sorry, actually, you know, kind of says that. So while noting that Cindy's um, exit from the show wasn't during a rose ceremony, Nick pointed out that it was in the setting of a two-on-one date where usually one person does go home. Um, where, uh, yeah, these had to only give out one rose. And he says, um, Joey hasn't sent anyone home outside of the format of the show. Everyone else has gone home on a row ceremony or on a two-on-one date, which that is the format of the show. Um, he also added that there's been no interaction where Joey has had a conversation with a contestant and said, you know what, you're not my person. Nick noted it's hard to recognize there isn't a fit with a contestant and break up with them on the spot, but he feels it's more authentic and said it's something he tried to do on this season, um, on his season, which apparently was season 21. Whoa. Um, that was a long time ago. So he says to me, that's just Joey. The people pleaser wanting to be kind of nice. It comes across as super nice it very much does, but it's less authentic. I don't know if I agree, but let me continue with what Nick has to say. So, Joey's taking the easy way out, according to Nick, by waiting until the rose ceremony to break a few hearts. He says it's much easier to not give someone a rose than to actually say, hey, listen, you know, I just don't think it is it. Can I walk you out? He continued, there's just no way he's having all of these one-on-ones and realizing with all of these women that there's a strong connection. And to me, when a bachelor or bachelorette doesn't send someone um, home outside of the format of a show, you know it makes their actual connection seem a little less authentic. 
So here's what I'm going to say. I hear what he's saying. I do agree in the sense of how can he be connecting with all of these women. Um, but at the same time, we're getting kind of down to the wire where it is going to get tougher for him to just send somebody home. I think at this point where, with how this particular episode ends, with who he gets rid of, it's not going to be as easy as him just now throwing people out, kind of be like, you could go now, because I'm not feeling it anymore. But, so, so with that, I do get it. But, I think he also has to understand that everyone's journey is different. I can't remember if Zach said to anybody home outside of the format. Um, I'm pretty sure Charity did, um, outside of the formatting of the show. I think a lot of women do, especially if shits come out and they're like, get the fuck out. But everyone's journey is different. Maybe he wants to try to see if he can build something with this person. See if there is a connection with this person. Um, so, yeah. But again, at the same time, I am surprised by certain choices that Joey's making. We'll get to it. Um, but I don't know. Everyone's journey is different. And for him to use the word, it's not authentic because he's not sending somebody home doesn't make any sense to me. It's not that I don't think it's not authentic because he's choosing to send people home in the formatting. I don't think that's necessarily unauthentic. I think it's just it's his journey. That's all I think. But I, I, I just disagree with with his outlook on what Joey's doing here. I, I do. Um, yeah, I just do. Um, I don't know, especially because like a lot of the women. He had a connection with them initially. Maybe things are falling down now a little bit. But I think especially with the, like, like a Jess or like a Leah, I feel like the connection isn't as strong as it was in the beginning. He's not going to let those people go just like that. And, um, because he sees he had that connection initially, but like someone like an Autumn, um, you know, Maybe he should send her home, but that's this is his journey. What Nick did versus what any of the other bachelors has done before or after him, everyone's journey is different, including the bachelorettes. Everyone's journey is different. So, yeah, it's, it's a little unfair of him. So, yeah, while Nick may be coming down on Joey, as we can see, Molly, Ms. Nick, um, can't get enough of his season. Um, and called the, and called Joey a fantastic bachelor, which I agree with because I actually had a conversation about this with, um, my coworker and saying, he's doing a really great job. He is doing a pretty good job. So to call him a people pleaser, that's not, that's unfair, Nick. Like, Nick was always a little bit of an asshole. Anyways, he, um, she says that he sits there and he genuinely hears what these girls are saying to him. And he asks follow-up questions, which make you understand, yes, he's retaining what they're saying. And he's asking good questions back. It's amazing. And, and she thinks that he's here for the right reasons. Sorry, no, that's the name of the podcast. So she said this on a podcast. Um, call here for the right reasons and that was on tuesday february 13th so yeah i don't know i i agree with molly to you know and i definitely agree with molly he definitely is listening to these women and retaining what they're saying to him and asking a lot of great follow-up questions um and i don't know i don't see him as a people pleaser 
like I said, Nick is a little bit of an asshole. I've always thought he was. Um, he's been problematic. You may not remember how far back his season was, but I know how long he's been a part of it, this franchise. Anyway, that's it for the hot goss. Let's hop into the second episode for this week, The Bachelor Season 38, Episode 5. So, we leave off where we start off where we left off with Maria losing her fucking mind, Leah talking some more shit, and despite Maria being here, we can have a fresh start. That's what Leah said. And I'm just like, okay, so then if Maria, if that, okay, wait, if that's how you feel and you think, because despite her being here, we have a fresh start, then why are we talking about it then? Why are you bringing this up right now? I mean, this is, I mean, there is always drama between the men on like the Bachelorette, but the women on The Bachelor, we have to stop. This fucking drama needs to fucking stop. And I think the main issue is you have people like Aaliyah, people like Cindy, who wants to just add fuel to that fire. And again, the age difference here, but Clearly, Cindy's emotional intelligence is like 20. So, yeah. When you have people like that who are just not taking that road of, I don't want to deal with this shit, kind of like a Medina, a Maria, don't want to deal with this shit. That's where the drama come in, comes in. And we've literally seen how women can come on the show being amazing to each other and people still love the show. So this is very possible, but this is how it's always been. I I honestly feel like I do believe some of it is producer-driven, but I do believe some of it is just we as women cannot be together in this much this much women in one room and not have some form of drama happening. And again, the men are like this too, but the men are not as, it's it's the cattiness that gets to me. The men aren't catty like this. They don't want to let shit go. And I feel like also in previous seasons, the women have no one to let shit go. This shit can be let go of and it's so fucking annoying and it's not gonna stop unless someone is sent home again unless you know someone like either leah or maria is at home because this is fucking ridiculous i'm so over it so anyway medina comes to comfort maria um, and tries to encourage her to stay, kind of saying, listen, you're here for a reason. He, you know, he wants you to stay. They don't leave, like, you know, being supportive. Because even if you don't particularly like each other or you guys are not like best friends, like you can still be amazing because that's how it should be. Women should be empowering other women. We have enough of men being dicks to us that we don't need to be dicks to each other. Like, anyways, now we're entering into the rose ceremony. Um, so let's get into it. So he gives the rose to the following. Kelsey A, Caitlin, Daisy, Rachel, Jen, Autumn, Jess, Medina, Leah. She's the last person to get a rose, and she's being real fucking bitch about it too. Because right before they say her name, she's like, Come on, Joey, don't be dumb. 
who the fuck is this woman? Because this is not what I was seeing before. All of a sudden, you're a fucking bitch. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm in shock. I feel like, like, what the fuck? Are you being like this because you're hurt that Cindy's gone? Which then I can maybe give you a teeny tiny pass. Or were you always like this? But at the same time, if you're being like this because Cindy's gone, then you don't know how to regulate your emotions. And come to realize that, like, you sound dumb because this isn't something where you're finding a friend. You're supposed to be trying to find a husband. So, Cindy, as much as you guys are best friends, you should be like, okay, at least that's one person gone anyway, so it's one step closer to me getting what I want. But that's not what I feel like Leah's really concerned about. She's more concerned about who the fuck's in the house and who is in the Focus on your relationship, because chances are she keeps going the way she's going, and the fact that he's building a stronger relationship with Maria, Leah, you're going to be the next one gone. You're going to be gone before Maria. Like, I don't... I don't understand how these women don't seem to realize that focusing on their relationship is what's beneficial here. Not focusing on this drama. And listen, I would be perfectly fine if they were focusing on drama, if the drama made sense. This drama is fucking stupid and ridiculous. And all stemmed from a woman talking about her insecurities of being older. Older in a dating reality show older than The Bachelor, just, and just, in general, older. Like, it's, it's, hmm. so stupid. This is so stupid. Anyways, so yeah, those are the roses that he's giving out, which means that the people going home is Edwina. I was shocked that he sent Edwina home. I'm really shocked. I'm actually surprised he kept Autumn over Edwina because he actually seemed to have built something with her. So I was really shocked. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? I was really... I'm like, am I missing something? How are you sending Edwina home over fucking Autumn? You haven't built any form of a connection with Autumn. So again, I don't want to go there, but I am going to go there a little bit because I am a black woman who watches a show that doesn't have a lot of um, diversity in it. I feel like he sent her home because she is a black woman. I think he sent her home because not only is she a black woman, she is an African woman. And when you're talking about being with um, African People in general, it doesn't matter if woman, man, whatever, you are stepping into just a different type of dynamic with that person. And then you're also stepping into a different dynamic when it comes to that person's family. It's not the same thing as like dating a Caribbean person or, you know, whatever, just dating a black person in general. It's so different when you're dealing with someone of African descent. So I do wonder if like, he's like, I don't know if I want to deal with this family dynamic she's talking about, which really fucking sucks anyways. It it really does. (laughs) It's not fair. Um, But I do wonder if it's that, because if we look at the statistics right now, guys, my guy has three black women at the first week three, he had Evelyn, Edwina, Kelsey T. Those are the three black women he had. Now we only have Kelsey T. So when we add to the fact that he said to Charity that he's never been with a black woman before, I don't think that necessarily, you know, deterred him. He clearly wanted to have something happen with Charity. He was ready to propose to her. But I do wonder if, like, he's still gravitating to what is, you know, his comfort. Because I'm going to tell you something, guys. He is not picking Kelsey T at the end of this. 
He's just not. And that's okay. I'm not saying that he should, you know, pick a black girl because, you know, whatever. I'm not saying that. Pick what you are attracted to. Pick what you are connecting with to in this scenario. I have no issues with that. But I'm just saying, just generally speaking, I'm very confused when I thought he was building his connection with Edwina and makes me speculate. Why did you send her home? That's, that's why I'm confused. I'm not confused by, um, who's the other person I'm home? Allison. I'm not surprised by Allison going home at all. He wasn't forming a connection with Allison. It didn't feel like, I felt like whenever, like, Laura left, things just kind of went downhill with the connection with Allison. So I'm not surprised by that. Um, I am more concerned of Allison's departure when it comes to Maria, because Maria is close with Allison and Edwina. It seems like they have some form of friendship as well. So I'm more concerned about Maria and these two women going home than I am about like anything else. But, um, yeah, that's the rose ceremony for, um, well, while they were still in Malta. So Maria says, like, she's not going to be running. She's here to stay. So she's, she's calmed down. And Maria, sorry, I said that already. So now they are going to be heading to Spain because Spain is right there. So that makes sense. They're heading to Spain. So we are hoping to let the drama go and move on. Hopefully, while they go to Spain, go to Spain with no drama. Yeah, that's not going to happen. So Maria's feeling a lot better now that they're you know, she slept. They're in a new country. She's feeling better. And Via is so pissed that uh, not only Cindy is gone, let it fucking go. Okay. Not only Cindy's gone, but Maria is still here. So fucking what? This is not the Leah journey. This is the Joey journey. So respect his decisions and shut the fuck up and worry about your relationship with him. Enough of this. Like, oh, oh. Anyway. Then Joey shows up and we're having a date. Kelsey A really wants to go on this date because she mentions that her grandma is from Spain. She's never been to Spain. So it'd be really cool if they went to Spain, um, explored Spain together. So guess what? She got, she got the one-on-one date. And with her getting the one-on-one date, it really ruffled some feathers. It ruffled Jess's feathers. It ruffled Kelsey T's feathers, especially because her name is also Kelsey. So when he said, Kelsey, hey, it kind of, you could, do you want to go further down the alphabet? Just a little bit further, you know, kind of fucked with her a little bit. Um, and then uh, again, out of all of this, because I think Maria is trying to make, you know, the women who are, you know, a little bit upset, kind of feel better about it or whatever. She is saying kind of some words of encouragement. She's being nice. But all that Leah can say is, why is she even here? Because like, she wanted to leave over a little bit of drama. Are you fucking kidding me? over a little bit of drama. Listen, bitch, let me tell you something here. She's been dealing with this shit since they were in Los Angeles, of the shit not being let go, and every time she makes a choice to move on from it, she's not able to do so, because Cindy wouldn't shut the fuck up. It follows her to Malta. She goes on a one, a two-on-one date, where she doesn't know what the outcome is going to be, 
And then she thinks, okay, now I can breathe a little bit because Cindy's gone. But no, actually, I fucking can't because now Leah won't fucking let it go. This is a constant fucking thing. So everyone has their fucking breaking point and she's hitting it. And you want to talk about a little bit of drama? You're a fucking bitch. I would love to un- to kind of see how you would handle something like this. Seriously, how I see this shaping especially at the women tell, I cannot, y'all, I can't wait for the women tell all. It's going to be fucking explosive. It better be. It's going to be, it's going to be good. With this piece alone, it's going to be good. And I'm going to be really, oh, I feel like a lot of women, especially when we're going to see exactly what happened and we've seen exactly what happened. We're going to have a lot of women have a lot of shit to say. And again, I think we're all going to be in agreement here. Maybe Maria shouldn't have said anything at all. Maybe she, whatever she had to say, she could have said to, said to Medina and not to, um, and not to someone else. And, and yeah, I think that we can all agree on that. But ultimately, there's nothing she said that would have constituted as talking shit nothing. She didn't say anything like that. And I think a lot of the women who are siding with Cindy is going to see that. I don't know though if Leah is going to be one of those people because she seems to be really hell bent on thinking Maria is the worst person. And listen, if there are things that I'm missing, by all means, it's very possible. But, you know, We'll see. But I feel like Leah's the kind of person who cannot handle the heat of a tello. I feel like she'd break under the pressure. But Maria is not allowed to break under the pressure when everything is constantly directed at her. She's allowed to feel, I can't take this anymore. She's allowed to feel that fucking way. Like, I... I just... The meanness of these of of Leah is just so fucking gross. Um. So at the day, we're just kind of exploring Spain. Um, on this Vespa, and then he's like, "We're gonna stop to pick up some stuff for a picnic," for which they never actually pick a fucking thing up for a picnic. They're just eating food. That's their picnic. I'm like, wait, where's the picnic? There's no picnic. Um, yeah, they walk around. They play some soccer at one point. So meanwhile, like I mentioned, Kelsey T is really feeling the letdown of not being on the state. Like she's really not letting it go. Um, which I mean, she doesn't have to, but like, I think I understand. Like, personally, for me, like, I think it's because I think a lot of the time where you see this, especially with Kelsey T, it's because she doesn't have really much of a connection with him. So that I understand. Um, yeah, I definitely understand that. So, um, back on the date, Kelsey tells him that I'm not like falling, but I'm definitely tripping. <laughs> Um, so now we're at the night portion of the date, and we're at this, like, 13th century bathhouse. Looks really cool. Um, anyway, so she tells him that her parents met in the military, and, you know, then Kelsey was born, and her mom ended up leaving the military, but then 10 years ago she got breast cancer. And she says that it metastasized um, to her um, her bones. Oh, fuck. That's, oh, that's horrible. Um, she was given six months to live, um, but ultimately she did end up dying two months later. So she thinks that her mom would have definitely liked Joey. And she kind of says at one point too that I guess when 
she was coming to LA, she kind of said to her dad, like, what would mom think of this? And he kind of said, like, she'd be all for it. She would do something like this herself. Like, she would have done this. So, um, I think what he's trying to, she's trying to say here is she does have a lot of similar traits and a similar personality to her mother. Um, she has, so she's, she is who she is because of, because of that. And so I think she would have been fairly young, I think 15, 14, 15 when her mom died. So, I mean, that's, that's when you need your mom the most. So, um, Then, you know, Joey picks up that rose and he gives her the rose and of course she accepts it. And she says after that, she's like, maybe I'm not actually tripping anymore. I guess I am falling. So here we go. Meanwhile, back to um, the ladies, um, we're getting a, a group date card, which includes Lexi, Daisy, Jen, Autumn, Maria, Caitlin, Medina, Leah, Jess, and Kelsey T. And the card reads, Our love is a work of art. And Rachel is going to be getting a one-on-one. So to the group date, the ladies are going to be um, kind of at this place where they're going to be writing down a sentence that best describes their relationship with Joey. And then they have to kind of paint what that sentence kind of looks like. Um, and I wrote that Leah needs to shut the fuck up about Maria. Anyway, because she keeps fucking talking about Maria. Oh, God. Like, she literally lives rent space in your head, bitch. If you don't like the girl, then don't like the girl. Don't fucking talk about her all the fucking time. You must really fucking love her because you can't stop talking about her. I don't understand. Like, we... Ugh, I don't understand. So, um... Leah thinks that she, um, will really stand out because she loves art. So, because you love art, you're gonna stand out? Like, I don't... I don't understand. Everyone can love art, but doesn't mean you're fucking good at it. Apparently, I guess she's done art before, but I'm just like, so? I don't fucking give a shit. And again, we kind of very similar to Cindy. Whenever someone thinks that they're really going to stand out because they have a skill that, like, helps this, they don't fucking get anything. Like, they don't get shit. Because Cindy... I have done pageants before, so I'm really good at this. And she has her talent, and it's like, what the fuck is this? Same thing with Leah. Not so much of what the fuck is this, because it actually was kind of pretty, but like, you're not going to get anything because you're too, being too serious about it. Just have fun with it. So, um, Jen drew a surfboard and kind of obviously reflects their first date. And, she also drew a manatee and he's like, I don't know what that black dot is. And he, she's like, it's a manatee. He's like, that's a manatee. <laughs> is there manatees in Los Angeles? I know there's manatees in Florida. Um, but is there manatees in, in, uh, in uh, Los Angeles? If so, that's okay. I would love Nothing more to be in the space of a manatee. Nothing more. Live nothing more. They look so cute and big and cuddly, even though I wouldn't touch them because this is their home. But like, I'm just saying, like, I just want to be in their space. I I don't know where this fascination came from with manatees, but I I just want to be near one. Anyway, her manatee was real small because manatees are not that small. They are, how, after all, the cows of the water. <laughs> so, Kelsey D drew um, 
half of a heart, but which is was clearly half of a heart. It was so fucking clear. It's like half of a heart, but then she had like this like blue, like wavy thing kind of coming off of it. So I could kind of understand how he saw an elephant because maybe the blue thingy was the trunk. But she's like, it's half a fucking heart. <laughs> um, Leah's painting, even though pretty, made no sense to me. She says something about like hibiscus and something else. Like I don't even. I didn't get it. Um, But Jess ends up winning the challenge because she drew um, engagement rings. And that caught his attention because he's like, she's kind of focusing on what the end result is going to be of this, which is hopefully an engagement at the end. So that caught his attention. So they are now going to get a little more time with each other and they're going to make art together. So they're getting all like painted up with their bodies and like, you know, getting all into it. So that's what they're doing. Leah, who is supposed to be Jess's friend, literally says like, I don't know why I didn't get picked. Like her picture was cute. So, you're fucking, you're just, at least, okay, at least with Cindy, Cindy, I can get behind just a little bit more, because she's not going to talk shit about the people who are supposed to be her friends. I never saw her do that. But here's Leah talking shit about who is supposed to be her friend. Because you're butthurt that you didn't win? When what, bitch? Your painting made no sense. How does that directly affect, or sorry, directly reflect on the relationship you have with Joey? I don't fucking get it. He couldn't fucking get it. No one fucking got it. You took it too fucking seriously. Have fucking fun with it. It's, I wish that some women would realize, read between the lines, have fun with these things. Because you take it seriously, you're not gonna get the extra time or whatever the fuck is being offered. Like, that's not gonna happen for you. So, now it is the night portion. Kelsey T does tell him how she's been feeling about not getting the one-on-one and wanting that more time with him. Um, But he seems to be really intrigued by her so i don't know but meanwhile here comes the date card for rachel and it reads um uh, i'm probably gonna just butcher this um by biomas me amor balamos <laughs> the rhythms of balamos Okay. So, anyways, in English, it means let's go dance, my love. Me amor. So, um, back at the, the date, Maria wants to open up about her family dynamic. It's a little different, she says. Um, and something that she normally doesn't really talk about. So, she says that her mom kind of I'm I'm actually not sure if she left. I don't think it's that she left. I think that she was still there, but was absent. Um, so her mom, apparently with her in the car, she was about one years old when this happened, got into just a horrific accident. She explains that a cement truck fell on top of their car. Okay. Here in good old Canada. I'm not I'm not sure where this would have happened. I'm not sure if this was in Kleinberg. I'm not sure if this was somewhere else in Canada. But um we unfortunately do a lot of fucking construction in this fucking country. Um I'm not I'm not mad. <laughs> but what the fuck? Where the fuck? How the fuck? When the fuck? How the fuck? Well, I know when the fuck it was. 
it was sometime in the 90s, and, um, but how in the fuck's name? Like, how the fuck does a cement truck fall on top of a um, a, a civilian's car? How in the fuck's name? What the fuck was that guy doing? A woman, whoever the fuck was driving the cement truck, what the fuck? I would be, oh my god, I'd be so fucking livid. Oh my god, are you fucking kidding me? I'd be livid if I wasn't the one in the car, because if I was the one in the car, I'd be really hurt. But I'm just like, what the fuck? I'm so confused. I'm so fucking confused. But how the fuck and when the fuck and how the fuck? I'm so confused. I just don't understand. I think I'm literally picturing a cement truck falling on top of this car. Like, I don't get it. I just don't understand. Not like it's the cement falling on the car. It's the fucking whole fucking truck. I don't get it. What the f- was the guy drinking? Like, what the fuck? I'm just, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I just don't get it. How this happens. She was practically pronounced dead at the scene. I don't know what miracle they managed to pull to make her undead. I don't know, but incredible. And her mom had a a lot of broken bones. I wouldn't fucking imagine. Did they sue? Did they sue? Because I'm telling you, if something like that were to happen, my firm would be jumping if someone were to come to us and say, this happened. Are you kidding me? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Oh man, the liability. I don't, whew, the liability. My God. Um, it just isn't, it's just, I don't get it. <laughs> I just, I just don't get how this happens. But, um, back to the story. Um, yeah, so her mom had broken bones, as mentioned. And, her mom really did slip into a depression, which of course she fucking did, wouldn't you? This poor woman was probably having nightmares. She probably wasn't sleeping because of that. She was having flashbacks. She was probably in chronic pain. And that slips into, you slip into a depression in those moments. And then not only that, you add the fact that my daughter, my barely one-year-old daughter was in the car when it happened. And it's, uh, man, I, ugh. Her father, despite, like, her mom kind of, obviously being there, being very absent, her dad really stuck by her mom because he was, the vows he made were very important to him. And, you know, you just kind of go on to say that her and her mom's relationship is a work in progress, but they are definitely doing a lot better. Um, her mom thinks that Joey's really cute and would love to meet him, hopefully. Hint, hint. Then Joey goes back to the group and he ends up giving the group date Rose. Take a breath with me, everybody. Maria. And I'm like, I'm really happy for Maria because she deserves it. That was, whoa. Because she really opened up with to him about a really big thing that she has been very open about that she doesn't like opening up about. But you're also thinking there is some women in this group who is not going to be happy that she just run the Scott the Group Rose, and that one person definitely being Leah, because of course, Leah has fucking something to say about everything with respect to Maria. Because she says, um, Leah's heart, apparently, her heart is in her ass. Well, you should probably just shit it out at this point. Because, I mean, of course it's in your ass because you don't seem to have much of a heart anyways. Anyway, 
Maria, she said she thought was the last person who would get this rose. But why? And this bothered me because I'm thinking to myself, bitch, again, you do not know Maria. You're not trying to get to know Maria. And fine, don't get to know her. That's your choice. But you don't know her. You don't know their relationship. You don't know what they talk about. You don't know anything. You, you don't know. So, like, it's just, you don't, you don't have to like her, but you don't have to be a bitch about the fact that, oh, how did she get a rose? Like, she got a rose because she's being vulnerable with him, focusing on their relationship. Something maybe you need to do too, because I don't know anything about Leah. I don't know a thing about her. I don't know if she's been vulnerable with him. I feel like she has nothing really to be vulnerable about. At least maybe that's just me. Maybe she does, but she's not taking the opportunity to be vulnerable. Same thing with Cindy. She also wasn't vulnerable with him. She was more focused on the drama instead of focusing on the relationship. And guess what? She's gone. So, yeah. Um, so he, yeah, she continues on by saying, how could he validate her and love on her? Because he isn't about the fucking drama. Just like Maria is trying to not be about the fucking drama. Like, I could say the same about you. It's just, I've never seen a group of women focus so much on one woman to the point where it's affecting their relationship with him. I just don't get it. I've never seen it so bad. It's so bad. Um, but anyways, we're done with the group date. Let's move on to the one-on-one. So we are going flamingo dancing. So we're putting on these shoes. And you know what? Like They had to put on these shoes that are conducive to the flamingo dancing and he he's just like boots kind of and he's wearing shorts and he's not feeling very good about how he looks right now he's like i didn't think this through maybe i should have worn pants um but the i said the flamingo dancing looks really fun i would actually love to do this it looks so much fun um but they are going to be participating in a flamingo dancing show. And Rachel's a little nervous. She's like, we've only been doing this for like 10 minutes. <laughs> um, and they're also going to be doing it in front of people. That's what they're going to be doing. So they do the dancing. It's great. She comes, he comes out wearing pants. So he feels a lot better. And she comes out wearing like this bread dress what's well, up red actually the top is red the, the bottom's black and it it she, she looked great and they looked great dancing and yeah they looked like they had a lot of fun so look great so the night portion he um it tells her you know please that vision of me in the shoes and the shorts please just take it out your memory. Just, let's just pretend like that never happened, you know, because that wasn't my best moment. So, um, she's like, nope, never going to happen. <laughs> so, how she gets vulnerable with him, she explains how, um, you know, her being a nurse, she's a nurse in the ICU, and how that, you know, obviously is tough being a nurse. Um, especially in the ICU, because she says you are seeing people dying, you are taking on the emotions that the families are feeling when their loved one passes away. So, you know, it's very tough. And, you know, she has been also with people, um, with her being a nurse, have been with people who can't quite handle her profession, that take issue with the fact that um 
she has long hours and I guess not spending a lot of time together because of the fact that she has these long hours and she says like she's probably working like 12, 14 hour days. Um, so she's like, you know, I can't change my profession. Like I am a nurse. That's can't do anything about it. Um, so, you know, it's definitely been hard for her and he's definitely understanding. And he does say like, you know, that is something I need to think about because, you know, you know, it's kind of, again, I can only go from the perspective of, of the fact that I work with lawyers, but it's kind of like being a lawyer. Lawyers keep long hours. Um, most of them, a lot of them. Um, and that can affect their relationships and it can affect the family dynamics. Some lawyers tend to, you know, take a little longer to find a partner or start having children. Like I've seen many different scenarios and, um, it's very similar to that too. The difference is, I feel, um, when it comes to nursing, is that any person who tends to take issue with someone's job when they are a nurse, you must fucking know. Like, I'll give you a pass when it comes to a lawyer. You don't really fully know. But when you're dealing with a nurse, come on, you must fucking know that she is going to keep long hours. And that her job is really fucking important. Like, what do you want her to do? Not nurse? We need her. We need her to do her job. Because, I mean, I don't know what the state of the healthcare system is in the states, or if it varies state by state. But here in, in particular, here in Ontario, we are in a healthcare crisis. And we need our nurses. And we don't have a lot of nurses currently. We are, we have a shortage of, of nurses, doctors. We're struggling here. So when I see someone doing the work, doing what is important to them, and someone has an issue with that, it's just, you knew what you're getting yourself into when you found out she was at nurse in the fucking ICU. Like, that's huge. That's a huge job. So, give me a fucking break. Anyways, he does give her the rose and she accepts it, so there's, there's that. So let's move on. We get a quick glimpse of Jesse and Joey playing some tennis. And Joey's like, great game, great. No, sorry, Jess, Jesse's not Joey. Jesse says, great game. It was great. Okay. <laughs> so I can't. Jesse is definitely getting his tennis lessons on, I guess. So next thing I wrote here, Leah is fucking annoying. Um, I wrote, was she always this annoying? Did I miss something? But anyways, it's a cocktail party. And, you know, everything is going great. And everyone's getting their time. And the biggest thing here that I want to know is Jess is very much like, I want to get more time with him. I feel like I didn't get a lot of time with him. Really focusing on the fact that she wants to have time. And then, oh God, Maria out of fucking nowhere, steals Joey from Caitlin. And I said, Maria, no! Like, I'm like, no, 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 no. Girl, you have a rose. What are you doing? It is one thing. If you went and talked to Joey after everyone else has gotten time, who doesn't fucking have a rose? What the fuck are you doing? You just escaped the depths of hell and you are going right back in there saying, Hello, darkness, my old friend. Are you kidding me? 
Like, I, I, I just, I was floored. I was fucking floored when I found, when I saw that she was trying to steal him or she did steal him. Um, and the funny thing too is Joey, Joey, you have the right here to say, you know what, Maria, you, you have a rose. I do want to spend time with you, but I do want to focus on the ones who don't because he literally says to her, as soon as she sits down, that rose looks good. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, I'm just, oh my God. So, um, then Caitlin comes back and Caitlin's like, yeah, so, cause he just stole him away, Maria. And just like, are you fucking kidding me? Cause again, like I, my preface, Jess is losing it a little bit. And she's like, that's fucking disrespectful. She has a fucking rose. Like, why is she stealing time? And, and then Maria comes back and Jess is like, so what the fuck? And Maria's like, I just wanted to spend more time with him. And she's like, but like, you have a rose. The rest of us don't have a rose and potentially will not get time with him because you stole time. And Maria gets, you know, her back up a little bit and says like, you know, I can't remember what she said really, but she got her back up. That's what I remember. And I'm thinking here, I'm thinking, okay, Maria, you must have known you were going to ruffle feathers. Like, I'm still team Maria because I like her, but I didn't like this. This was not great. This was, I always have issue with people who steal more time who already have roses. So despite the fact that I like Maria, I am going to come down on her on this because this isn't, this isn't great. This is, this is bad. So yeah, she's like, you know, I wanted more time. Like you probably would have done the same. So like, of course, Jess would have done the same. Of course, she would have done the same. But you know, she's like, I, you know, I wanted more time. But Jess loses her fucking shit. She's really pissed. She ends up actually getting up. And as she's getting up, she calls Maria a bitch. Okay, well, that's not great either. Because I do think, and I'll talk about it in a, in a little bit, I do think there is a reason why Jess is acting the way she is. And it's maybe a little bigger than whether or not Maria still time. But Maria kind of minces words a little bit because um I can't remember who was somebody. Oh, I think it might have been Kelsey A. But someone says to her, like, listen, Jess is feeling that way because, you know, she hasn't had a lot of time. She wants time with him. You took time when you already have a rose. And Maria's like, but I'm not allowed to want to spend more time with him. And she's no, I'm not saying that. I'm just explaining where she's coming from. But, you know, maybe you shouldn't have. But I think, like, Maria, again, like I said before, Mrs. Burson says, well, if she came to me and said that, like, I'm stealing time when everyone, else, like, I don't want to have a rose, and I can understand that. Okay, but that is basically what she's saying. Maybe she's coming in hot about it because she's upset. But, like, that is what she's saying. You just don't want to hear that. Like, it's not okay. It's not fucking okay for you to take more time from people when you have a rose. You're good. You're secure. You're going into next week. It's not okay. It's also not okay for just to call you a bitch, but it's not okay. Um, and like Jess, kind of when she walks away, Leah goes after her and she's like she's so fucking horrible and all of this and leah's like comforting her and all that like like fine whatever i do think leah's fake but anyways but you know the real place because i like maria but i don't like what she did here it wasn't great but kind of leading into what i'm saying here is lexi says that Jess is acting the way that she is because she is jealous of Maria. 
that is 1000% the truth. And I don't even think it's so much about just Maria. She is jealous of the fact that there are women here who are building strong connections with Joey and she's falling behind. When she initially had a strong connection with Joey, she's falling back and everyone else around her is doing kind of better than her. So I think that's where it's coming from. And I also think that she doesn't know whether or not she's going to get a rose. But my girl, you did have extra time with him. You're getting a rose. You're definitely getting a rose. So I don't understand why she has to act like that. Unless it was. She is jealous. But then Jesse comes out and he says, well, Jess is having a freak attack. The cocktail party is over. So here we go. So now it's the rose ceremony time, or second one of this episode, and he hands the roses out to Jen, Kelsey T, Daisy, Leah, Lexi, Caitlin, and Jess. So going home is Autumn and Medina, no surprise there. So that's that for the rose ceremony, but we do find out where we're headed next. And that is, general please, Montreal. Y'all are coming to my side. I actually, Montreal is nowhere near me, but it's, it's, it's the province over. It's fine. We can't always be in Ontario. Last time we were in Niagara or Toronto. Um, so now we're going to Montreal. So it's really exciting. I actually have never been to Montreal. So I'm actually kind of excited to see Montreal from this perspective. The closest I ever got to Montreal was Ottawa. <laughs> and that's not that close. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but I have heard Montreal is gorgeous. It's beautiful. Definitely would not be going this time of year. I will wait until a little later because Montreal gets dumped on by snow. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm actually really excited to see Montreal and Maria is really excited. She's like, Canada. <laughs> Yay. And Lexi should also be really excited because she doesn't even live in Canada anymore. But, you know, Canada, yay. So we're going to go to Montreal and we see like a sign that says Bonjour Montreal. And yeah, it's great. So yeah, next time on, we do see that he tells somebody, anybody, who the fuck knows, that he's falling in love with them. Yikes. It's not going to go great. Um, and the women are falling apart as we, you know, have no surprise there. But that is it for this episode and this week of The Bachelor. You um, probably would have gotten a Love is Blind episode prior to this. So hopefully you guys are enjoying that. But we are going to be finishing up with the Love is Blinds. And yeah, and still haven't quite decided what's happening with Married at First Sight, but I am thinking of going the route of, yeah, we're going to do a full recap. And we still have a Diaries coming your way too. Completely forgot about Diaries. But we do have a Diaries coming your way too. Um, just be patient with me. It's going to happen. Um, so, so yeah. But that is it for this episode of The Bachelor. So if you like what you heard, please share us with everyone in your life. Please also rate and review that helps our growth, which you can do on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And we're on every one of your favorite podcast apps. So make sure you hit follow, subscribe on your favorite app so you don't miss a single episode. You can connect with us by going to either Facebook or Instagram at Reality Times 2. You can also go to Twitter, TikTok, Reddit at Reality Times 2 Pod. 
And you can email us by going to reality times two on outmail.com. Don't forget we have our website, which is at solo.to forward slash reality times two. And also, don't forget I have my other podcast with my friend Mikkel called The Next Take Podcast, where we talk about, well, just about everything over there. We're on every one of your favorite podcast apps over there as well. But you can get access to any links, any socials, anything like that by going to our website, which is solo.to forward slash next take podcast. Um, and you also can go to YouTube, which is next day podcast as well. But of course, all of these links will be in the show notes. But that is it for now, guys. Thanks. Bye.